しですね。Hello, welcome to Press Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Third Eye from The Truth. Recorded autumn 1996 at Paisley Park, along with the other tracks on this album, released on the 29th of January 1998 as the fourth disc of Crystal Ball. On the track, we have Prince and we have Rhonda Smith on the bass.、Uh, the song is 4 minutes 54, and joining me to talk about today is Josh Hollis. Hello, Josh. Hello. I mean, obviously, all the songs sound like they sound like,、uh, like they're all acoustic, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not, I'm not really completely picking out the genres is a little hard.、Um, but, I mean, there's, there's a lot of. You can tell that Rhonda Smith is on this because there's a lot of bass on the song.、Um, and there's a few kind of little like, effects that Prince does on the guitar as he's playing.、Um, but I guess I would. I mean, the closest I can say that it is is it's kind of almost like a, I don't know, like a blues song. But kind of acoustic.、Um, yeah, there was, there was something about it. Like, when it started, it kind of. It, it tricked me because when it starts, it feels like it's going to be、uh, sort of a、uh, kind of a somber, sad song. And then, like, two seconds in, it sort of picks up the tempo a little bit and becomes、uh, a little more sort of slinky and fun as opposed to what I was expecting when it, like, right when it starts, I'm like, oh, okay, this is some sort of sad song. I hadn't looked at the lyrics yet. But then,、uh, but then the music kind of picks up and I'm like, oh, okay, this is something else. Yeah. And it's very kind of like, You know, you can really hear like the bass kind of、um, interplay between Prince and Rhonda, you know, like,、um, and there's a, there's a point where Prince just starts kind of like scatting at one point and just kind of like the, the kind of the bass and the guitar drop out and Prince just kind of starts making some noises and then it kind of the instruments come back in. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's always it's one of these weird things with this, you know, the, the entire of the truth essentially is all acoustic. So, you know, it's, it's kind of it's really hard to、um, kind of classify the songs.、Um, but, you know, there is a, there is a little bit of,、um, you know, Prince obviously,、um, you know, a tiny bit of religious stuff in here where he says, you know, the serpent approves, then appears between Adam's thighs. So, like, that, I, don't know, I don't know where that's going because the rest of the song doesn't really kind of match up with, like, whatever that's talking about. Yeah. I, I was you know, I was a little like... off guard. I was caught off guard by that because then I'm like, oh, okay, we're talking about a third eye. And then we start talking about,、uh, like, I was like, oh, is this song all about a dick? But then it's not. So. <laughs> yeah.、Um, yeah. And,、uh, like, I don't know. What's, what's interesting as well is,、uh, you know, for the last couple of albums that Prince released, his backing band was called Third Eye Girl,、uh, which consisted of three women、um, in his band. Um, playing guitar, bass, and drums. So, I don't know, this is kind of like the earliest kind of mention of a third eye that Prince has. So, obviously, th- it, there must have been something about this that kind of stuck with him because obviously, you know, he reused it then for the name of his backing band.、Um, you know, but yeah, like it does start like as if it's going to be somber and then it kind of perks up a little bit. Um, and then Prince, I don't know, he, 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 kind of, he kind of says, using a special code, he accessed his mind in search of the reason why. In passion and fashion, he began traveling time, third eye, third eye, third eye. And this, like, him saying third eye there three times in a row is the only time in this entire song where he says the title of the song. And this is something that a lot of the songs on The Truth share, which is they don't really have a chorus. Like, 
it just feels like it's just a verse and then another verse and yeah. then another verse. And yeah. Then, you know, a bit of a guitar solo and then another verse. <laughs> and so, like, there's no kind of um, chorus. But then again, the delivery of some of the lines is kind of like, you know, the way that Prince delivers them is a little bit odd because it doesn't sound like like the, the delivery of one verse is not the same as the other. Like they don't have the same, they don't have like matching um, meter. So it's so sometimes they're, they're slightly longer and sometimes they're slightly shorter. And it's, it's just really weird. It's like, you know, and sometimes there's, there's kind of rhymes in there. And then, you know, he says at one point, I've resigned from the notion because yours was the potion that I'm supposed to die for. I resigned. So there's a rhyme there, but then, you know, on a, on another line, there's not a rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it's it, it like there doesn't feel like there's any kind of firm structure. It really feels like you know this is kind of like in one take. Um, although you know due due to the kind of the way that some of the you know the this, this kind of like very light kind of keyboard effects underneath a lot of the stuff in this song, so it doesn't feel like it could have been one take. It feels like Prince would have had to at least go back and kind of add those. Um, but like some of the the lyrics do kind of lend themselves to the idea that maybe Prince is maybe just done this once and then kind of gone, yeah, that'll do, um, you know, onto the next track. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And towards the end, like after mentioning Adam at the start, he does say to the end, you know, ultimately the only one that can save you is you, uh, your God is inside. And for that God, you will do whatever it takes if nothing else is true. Um, so, you know, he, he, he gets very religious towards the end, um, kind of out of nowhere. Um, yeah and, that was and- that was very strange because it goes from being this like I, I guess initially I thought the song especially with that sort of opening part about uh, you know the serpent and the whole nectar thing and uh, and all of that like I was expecting it to be kind of like uh, maybe like either song about like how we use you know sex as power or something like that which i know he's done shows i mean songs like that before um or if it's going to be like uh you know kind of the the evils of lust or something like that or something you know something weird like those kinds of things happening and then it gets to the end where it's all about self-realization and like all this power that you contain within you and how how you are, uh, you know, godlike and and good, and, all, and I was like, okay, that's just, this is a weird sort of trajectory for this song to take. Yeah, he doesn't even say. He says, "In self pity so dark, this shitty and stark realization <laughs> is all that will soothe." And it's like, you know, this is probably, I think, going to be the last time that Prince swears in a song. Oh, interesting. Um, because um, I think the the track before this, um, um, known well in the in the in the title track from the album The Truth, he 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 uses MF, um, you know, obviously which comes from sexy MF. Um, but like the fact that he says shitty in this song, this after after this, you know, the next album that kind of gets released from Prince is um, uh, I think is The Vault, and then you got Rave and. Neither of those albums really have songs where he swears. And then after Rainbow Children, he basically doesn't swear again on record. So th- this is probably one of the final tracks where Prince is actually swearing, um, you know. But yeah, I don't I don't know, like th- this whole kind of like I resigned from the notion because it was your potion. And, you know, what could we have done? Could we have had fun? You know, um, yeah. And the he tries to release upon Eve the nectar is a very yeah. kind of, the the injector tries like. I mean, I guess that could just be about a snake biting someone, but 
at the uh, same time after you, yeah you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah the, the fact that it then turns very kind of like you know self-helpy towards the end and then after you know prince says the only one that can save you is you he then starts just kind of going shooby doop <laughs> you just like and you're like this has taken a very casual turn from this this kind of very strident self-help that he's kind of proclaiming um yeah so it's like it's i don't know there's something about the songs on the truth which i really enjoy which is just this kind of looseness and kind of intimacy and you know this obviously the instrumentation is so kind of sparse that the the main thing you have to listen to is kind of prince's voice mm-hmm. um you know almost every single track has at least acoustic guitar on um and a couple of them have you know like with this one with you know they have like a bass guitar or you know they'll have like a, a you know a little bit of kind of keyboard or something um but mostly you have to kind of just listen to prince's voice um and you know i think like the way he sings third eye third eye third eye which you know and then he also says he tries he tries he tries like the way he sings it is very it feels very loose and it feels kind of very fun um and you know i i think like you know prince's voice obviously something that you know that i love anyway but on this album being able to hear it kind of so closely and kind of being able to feel as if you're basically just in the room with Prince playing the guitar, I think is like probably the best part of most of these songs. Um, as for like the lyrical content, I feel like this is mostly nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm not quite sure what drew him to the, the you know the Monica Third Eye Girl when he you know f- basically you know that was the first time he changed his band name in like almost twenty years. You know, like uh, the New Power Generation was kind of a, a term that he coined in nineteen ninety, and he kept that all the way through to like two thousand fourteen. So the fact that the, the like the term Third Eye becomes the name of his new band it does kind of make me look at this song and think oh well was there something here that kind of you know hinted at that future but there really isn't it just seems to be prince kind of making stuff up on the spot um evidenced by the fact that some of the verses are very long and then you have like three very short verses and then another verse that's very long that kind of doesn't stick to the same meter and it just it just does this out of all the songs that are on the truth this really is kind of the one that feels the most improvised um you know a lot of the other songs feel quite loose but this like feels really really like prince is just kind of he has an idea of what he wants to sing about but then it just keeps kind of going off the rails a little bit yeah he had like scribbled some ideas some some possible lyrics down and then started recording and then just started coming up with things as he was singing like oh i I see that that could work and then he's just doing it as it's as the the song is going on like yeah i mean particularly when he says like so abduction complete all stand on their feet look at one another and cry i'm like what is he talking about abduction complete what is <laughs> like it just feels like occasionally he's just kind of he would have been better off just scatting over some of these these verses and just kind of just being like blah 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 blah, and it would have made just as much sense um you know but it, it just it, it's so it's so kind of weird that you know prince is like and I, on a lot of these songs, he, it feels like he went back to them and he at least did something else to them. But here it feels like he pretty much finished and was like, yeah, f- I feel like this is a good song. I'm going to I'm going to record the next song, you know, like, uh, you know, bring in the drums. Let's let's move on to the next track. Um, and it does kind of have that that kind of the very kind of it's a, like it just feels so loose. And then it, fi- it feels rare just to get like, you know, uh, you know, listening to Prince just having fun. Um, and you know, for me, that's what this track is. It's just Prince having some fun. Um, you know, even if by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, I'm not hundred percent sure what on earth he was singing about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is um, part of why it appeals to me too. Like like I already mentioned, the the music kind of 
switching from what I thought the song's tone would be to something else. And, and I think the music and, and the the instrumentation is really good on this song. And uh, you already sort of uh, talked about it, but like the his his use of language, even though what a lot of what he is saying seems like nonsense, um, like the way that he's saying it. And, and I think I mentioned this on one of the earlier episodes that I was on with you, but just like there are certain ways that Prince uh, can say words and he can kind of stretch them out or or shorten them or sort of make them feel bigger than they are. And he does that a lot throughout this song because it, it and that's why it sort of feels improvised or sort of made up on the spot or quickly jotted down because he's just got these words that he wants to sing in weird ways or, you know, he, he's got these little things that he wants to put together and see how they feel. And he's just sort of going for it. And I, I think that's what kind of appeals to me about the song, even if it doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. And it is a song that finishes with him just singing Shibidoop. And, <laughs> and, and and that's kind of just like how it like he just kind of finishes just like kind of, you know, with that and like a, a strum of a chord and, and, and you're just like, okay, I guess that's the end of this song then. Yeah. Um you know, I guess we're I guess we're moving on to the next song. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I would say, uh, I would say four out of five, you know, um, uh, you know, I've mentioned this on a couple of other tracks for this album. I feel like my baseline on this album is pretty much four and a half out of five. I just love hearing Prince and a guitar just like in the studio. Um, you know, I like to imagine him just sitting on a stool in the corner while I'm sitting on a couch, just watching him play. And that's what this feels like to me. And, you know, um, in the nineties, I enjoyed that anyway, but you know, after his passing, just listening to this and just hearing the joy in his voice, you know, it just kind of takes me back to that. And I'm just like, you know, this, like he'd had a very difficult couple of years before this. So it's, it's nice to just kind of hear him, you know, kind of cutting loose and just having fun on some of these songs. Um, can I, can I give it a four and a half out of five? Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> You can. I mean, I only stick to whole numbers because that would be what I would give it on iTunes. And you can't give four and a half on iTunes, but you can give four and a half if you want. Okay, well, I I think I'm going to do that. I think it's uh, yeah, I think I think it it appeals to me not enough to make it a five, but definitely more than a four. Um, You know, and I mean, as with pretty much everything on The Truth, Prince never played this live. Yeah. Um, But which is a pity because it feels like this is the album that would have been really easy for him to do. And this is a discussion I've had with a couple of other guests. I feel like, you know, this was meant to be the follow-up album to Emancipation, but then EMI fell apart, and so <laughs> they didn't promote another album with him. And I feel like if this had been released in, like, 97, it was, as it was intended to be released, you know, they could have played up this as Prince Unplugged, and that would have probably, you know, sold this album to the public. Yeah. Um, but as it is, it's just, like, a bonus disc given away with Crystal Ball. What? So it, it kind of feels like it got lost slightly. I think it would have been... Uh, I think it would have been really interesting to see this song uh done live because because of its improvisational nature like it could have been interesting to see if he changed up the lyrics like if he added something interesting or new in like he took out uh you know one verse and he added something else in that kind of fit because that's what he was like feeling at the moment that could have been i think that could have been interesting and this song seems to sort of lend itself to that like uh you know plug and play nature like i'm gonna take this out and i'm gonna throw this in because 
it can work in this little this little moment of the song. I mean, it does feel like this is if it had been like played live, it feels like this is the kind of song that Prince would have ended up playing for about fifteen minutes and just yeah, add in another verse and another verse and another verse just off the top of his head. Uh, because that's just what it like it feels like it, it stopped at four minutes 54 but they probably could have gone on for another two or three minutes if prince hadn't just like shooby doop to the end of the song like it does feel <laughs> like it probably could have gone on for another it's just like it reached this end probably because prince was just like i mean i've said pretty much all i can at this point so let's just end the song um like it do, like it does feel like one of those songs that because the structure is so loose it just could kind of keep going forever he set um, he set a sort of rule um on on this album that whenever he ended, whenever he said shooby doop, a song was over. That's it. It's known as the Prince shooby doop rule, you know, <laughs> and uh, it stands to this day. If any musician ever sings shooby doop, that's the end of a song. You, <laughs> you literally cannot play anymore. You, the other members of the band will just literally walk off stage that, you know, just to stop you from playing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I felt like we said about as much as he can about third eye. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug Josh? Absolutely. Um, last year I worked on a very ridiculous, absurd podcast about two guys who covered uh, the song Butterfly by Crazy Town line by line. Um, and I think you should all, all of your listeners should go and check that out. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. It's called Butterfly Kisses. I think you'll like it. Start from episode one. It goes places. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. So you can email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Josh. Thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh.